Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And I started my journey trying to learn about freedom, and I learned that it's composed of four different types, time, financial, location, health, freedom. And I started my journey looking for individuals on the margins embodying these principles. So today, I'm happy to re-welcome Dr. Deborah Blaine. She's been a guest on previous episodes, but she has some recent works that she came out with. She also will talk about differences between self-publishing and the traditional route. And um, I'm really happy to reconnect and uh, talk about creatives, writing, and uh, share it with you guys. So Deborah, welcome. Thank you, Chris. It's always great talking to you. Um, I love the physician community. Writers really um, resonate with me. Um, I'm a I'm a bibliophile. So, tell the audience, you know, your story and what you've been up to. So my story, my story is that I'm a disgruntled doctor, <laughs> and um, so I've been sort of pivoting. And I found my real passion is writing, and I've been writing fiction. So I've have now three books out, and um, I'm almost done with the first draft of my fourth. And what I did, I also learned along the way, I learned to self-publish. So my first two books, I published with a hybrid. And then my third, I just didn't want to wait so long for them to get it out. So, but I ended up, it took me from the time that I sent my manuscript, my final draft to an editor, which would be like sending it to the publisher, um, to the time that it was released and available around the world, took 67 days. And that included two professional edits. Um, I think it was a great cover design and um, getting my ISBN, setting up my accounts, you know, doing all those things that you have to do to self-publish or to publish at all. And it was just such a more gratifying experience that I took my first two books back and I republished them because you can see so much more when you publish it yourself. You can see your day-to-day sales. My royalties went up by four times. Oh, wow. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, because yeah. I yeah, because <laughs> I'm not sharing that with the publisher, and they're not, you know. I mean, there's um, there's just, I mean, we can go into detail with that if you'd like, but yeah, you know, I get all the royalties instead of splitting it after you know Ingram and Amazon and the publisher and you know all that. No, it's just me and Amazon or me and Ingram or me and Apple. 
Yeah. And uh, it's just so much better. Uh, and I believe Amazon actually has a really generous split. It's like 70, 30, 70 to the author and then, you know, 30 to the, which is not, not a bad, you know, split. So you started, you, you started your first book and what's really interesting is you wrote fiction, but you kind of, you used um, stories to highlight, you know, the problems with, with the medical profession, being a patient. So tell us more about how you combine, you know, your love for writing creativity with, you know, writing a book. So um, I always wanted my books to say something, you know, more than just be a nice, you know, a cool story. So I, I sort of, I like to be able to like make a, make a statement when I'm writing fiction, but to kind of bury it in an entertaining tale so that um, you can just enjoy the story. Hopefully, you know, you get involved in the characters and all that. But if you also want to look at it as, oh, like, what does it mean to have to work in an urgent care, in a corporate urgent care? What's happened to medicine today? Or in my book, Undue Influences, it's what, you know, what's happened to our society? Why don't why don't we listen to each other? Why don't we form our own opinions, which is what that book is really about. Yeah. But it's a story is about, you know, the government literally brainwashing um, our minds on both sides, the conservatives and the liberals. And it's about a man who is struggling to save his family uh, before he is annihilated, because if he won't help, the, he figures out what they're doing and he has like a special ability to resist it and they want him to help him. And if he doesn't want to help them, then they want to kill him. <laughs> so, um, so that's Undue Influences. And then my newest book, which is the one I did very, um, I, I did it in like 67 days to get it out there. Um, this is what would happen possibly to us if we don't heed the signs. Of, uh -huh. um, and we we end up with a, a planet that's um, restructuring itself, <laughs> for lack of a better word, because we've neglected it so much and dictatorships because nobody believes elections anymore. Mm. And, you know, how we need to, you know, escape. Yeah, but I think most science fiction writers do that, too. Yeah. Things like like iRobot has been out, you know, they've been playing it a lot. But the whole idea that that, you know, robots, you know, if you if everything's logical, we're not logical. You know, we don't make sense. And maybe we shouldn't be the ones in control of our destiny. And so, you know, I think that, that that's sort of a tradition that science oh. fiction writers try to make a statement, too. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my favorite um, fiction writers were like... Um... Michael Crichton and John Grisham, uh, Ben Mesrick, and I love how they incorporate, you know, storylines and character development and kind of create this work of fiction, you know, with this overall narrative and theme. And then uh, you went on book tour, you know, very successful, and also you've been um, on radio appearances as well. And um, the other thing is you've transitioned, people reach out to you and um, ask for um, help with writing. You so you've done, done some coaching. So um, speak to that experience, how you can leverage your, you know, your expertise and help others. I think that's like the most fun thing to do is to like, because it's so exciting when, when, when people want to write, I, I, I just get so excited for them. Um, I just help them with the structuring of of what they want to say. And um, I, I mean, fiction is my favorite, but I do, I help people with nonfiction as well. And, it, you know, the sort of structure of the story and the hardest thing for people is, you know, we, like I've worked with a couple of people who hadn't written a, uh, even a sentence yet. And the hardest thing for them is to write that first paragraph. <laughs> and so it's sort of like, we talk about it and we, you know, what are the things, and, and you know, like I talk about point of view and characters and development of characters and the theme, every book should have, a, every book has a theme. 
And when you identify what your book's theme is, so your theme is like more of a one word thing. It's like your book is about greed, like Code Blue is about greed (laughs) Um, or the book is about justice or it's about love or something like that. And when you keep that in mind, when you get stuck in the book, like, you know, now what should happen? Google back to your theme and you say, okay, what would move my story forward, you know, to, to demonstrate the theme that I'm working on? Yeah, and it, and it's just a lot of fun. And then later stages, you know, we I do like a developmental edit as as we go along. And you know, what about this character? What about you know? What about this character? Can you explain this? Because you know, when you get really close to a book when you're writing it, you don't realize like you know what you mean, but you don't always realize that you haven't spelled it out. Uh-huh. And so that's why it's it's really important to have somebody to work with. Um, my books, all three of them, I've had them. I've had beta readers which is always a great thing. Yeah. You give your book to someone and you say, I mean, it's got to be someone who understands the process and say, you know, if, if you can read this and tell me where I'm, where, where I, I didn't explain something or what doesn't make sense. Or like one of my, my beta readers for Code Blue, actually, the first book, she came back to me and said, um, you know, this is all great, but like, I want to, you got to develop your villains. Like it hadn't occurred to me, like the villains have to be real people too. And so then I started doing that and giving them like a backstory and their motivations and what makes them villainous. Like, why do they choose this lifestyle? It's it's just really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, um, like I said, the whole creative process, um, you know, uh, I talked to a lot of physicians, they love art. And so they've created art and it's very therapeutic, you know, and then um, so Tell the, you know, for the audience, they're interested in uh, maybe, you know, reaching out to you, asking for advice, but also this whole idea of going the self-publishing route versus the traditional route and and, and what you learned and and all of that. So there's three ways we can publish, right? So there's traditional, there's a hybrid, and there's the self-publish. So the traditional route is is very cumbersome. (laughs) Um, Your book has to be like, it's, it's really even your query letter. You have to like spend... (laughs) <laughs> weeks and weeks just writing the query letter for them to even look at you because the the agents get like 500 queries a week and yeah. they just you know no 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 <laughs> um, but the hybrids are much easier to get into i kind of fell into the hybrid okay. um somebody i was at a shiva actually and somebody i had just finished the manuscript and i was talking this to a friend of a friend who had a friend <laughs> <laughs> she was saying that her friend worked at this hybrid and and she was messaging you know can i give your number to uh, to Fern. And I said, and Deborah, put Deborah there. <laughs> and so I ended up talking to her and I submitted the manuscript and it was ex- accepted right away. So it was just wow. like really easy. And, and I love my public, my former publisher. She was, they, they were great. They were, they taught me so much about the whole world, which was like a whole new, it was a whole new career. Uh-huh. I didn't know anything about it. Um, I didn't understand the editing process or why things get done a certain way. Um, but they just took too long. And I didn't even seriously, like they told me it would be out in six months. The first one was out in eight months. The second one was out in 11 months. And that was just frustrating because I wanted to undo influences was very time sensitive. It was about 2020. Oh, and it didn't come out till 2021. (laughs) So I was I was frustrated by that. And and then for the next one. I said, you know, well, how long is this, you know, what can you guarantee me? Because I want it done sooner. And they promised me a year. Wow. And I said, okay, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so so that's when I, I learned I learned how to self-publish and I did it all myself. And I got some advice from some of our colleagues. 
the uh, the people in the Women Physician Writers Facebook group are so supportive. Um, yeah. I feel really bad. I don't know why men are not invited. <laughs> it's a women's group. You have to be a doctor. You have to be a woman. You have to be a writer. Um, very specific. Um, so when I when I did Beyond the Pillars of Salt, this is Beyond the Pillars of Salt. Um, I got the whole thing done in sixty seven days. And, and I just, you know, I learned, okay, this is where I get my ISBNs. This is how I get a barcode. You know, I found I, one of my, the editors was Kirkus. They said they would have it done in um, 15 business days. They had it done in like 10, um, but it was, they did an amazing edit for me and really, you know, delineated all their reasons. And of course they told me it was a great book, which made me love them. But then I, you know, then I got, um, I found a cover designer who's done all three of these covers. Like, everything just sort of fell into place. And and I learned the hard way with a lot of things, like like how do you upload to Ingram and still be able to upload um, privately or separately to Amazon? Because you have to make sure that oh. you tell Ingram not to distribute to Amazon oh. because you want to do that. Otherwise, Ingram takes their 20% and then Amazon, and, and Ingram takes six months to post anything. And oh. Amazon tells you basically day by day. I get it. Uh, a check from Amazon every month. You know, it's like th every 30 days, the end of the day, end of the month, I get it. And I can see, I can just go online and see how many books I sold of which book, whether it was a digital or whether it was you know like an ebook or whether it was a physical book, which market it was in. Oh, you sold two books in Canada. How cool is that? <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it's just, and then, so what I did was I took back my original books and I republished them and I think I did a better job. So yeah. Undue influences, which is the psychological political thriller. Um, people, people, a couple of people told me that it looked like a psychology self help book. <laughs> and once I heard that, it was like I hate it. I was like, yeah, you're right. So uh -huh. I republished it because it's a thriller. And when I republished it, it looks like this. Oh wow! Yeah. And and so this is a thriller. So you got to get yourself a, a cover designer who knows how to make your book stand out but fit in with the genre that you're writing in so that when people are looking for thrillers, they're going to stop and, and look at that and, and then read all the, the metadata and say, okay, I want to buy that as uh -huh. opposed to they're looking at the other one and saying like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just passing it by. <laughs> so I've learned to do all that. And so in addition to coaching writers, I also, if somebody just has their manuscript done and they just want me to coach them through the publishing, the publishing process, I do that too. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, I stay available to them until they get everything up and I format their files for them. And I, you know, I tell them, okay, so with Apple, you're going to set up your account at this on this link, but you're going to upload on this link, you know, all those kind of little things that I kind of learned along the way. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, so it sounds like, you know, the traditional way is very cumbersome and you need to know people. And uh, it's, there's a lot of gate, it's gated. And then um, self-publishing is kind of democratized. Speak to the marketing side, because I know if you go with a, a big publisher, they can market it and, you know, help. But, you know, of course, they take their, their cut in the, all the fees. So self-publisher authors options for marketing their book and getting it out. So you have to market it yourself. But even with a hybrid, which is, um, so a hybrid does everything for you, uh, but they charge you. Self-publishing is actually cheaper than the hybrid. Um, mm. The hybrids they don't really market for you, and <laughs> excuse me. And even the um, even the traditional they don't do a lot of marketing. Like we have a colleague who who's been doing it traditionally, and she'll say, you know, if they do market, it's going to be like, okay, you're going here on this date, and then you're going there, and then you're going there. You don't really have an option, and mm. it's kind of you know that's the whole thing with this with the traditional publishing is if they want to change your title, 
they're going to change your title if they want to if they want you to take out this chapter and put in a different one that's what you're supposed to do and 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 as far as so you'll get your you'll get like um you'll you'll get an advance you know if you're dan brown you'll get a quarter of a million dollars or more but so it's worth it okay. but if you're you know one of us for the most part even if you have several books out you're going to get five to ten thousand dollars which sounds great then you probably won't make another dime because the way that the that the royalties are set up you don't you have to pay back in your royalties that ten thousand dollars before you get any more money you're only going to get 10 percent of royalties so how do you calculate a royalty so let's say Let's say you have a book for $20, which is a lot of money for a paperback, but it's just easier to calculate. So if you go, you know, if, if your book is $20 and you go through Ingram, like which is what the um, the traditional publishers do, Ingram is going to take like, you know, 15% right off the top. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be $3 off your $20. Let's mm -hmm. say they send it to Amazon to be distributed. Amazon takes 40% of your paper books, no matter who sends it to them. So that's $8 off your $20. Mm -hmm. So eight and three, that's already $11 that are gone. Now you got to subtract the cost of printing your book. Wow. So let's say it costs $5 to print the book. So now you have uh, 11. So that's now cost you $16. And then Ingram is going, or your publisher, your publisher is going to charge you a fee, mm -hmm. right? So let's say they charge another, you know, 10%. So now that's another $2. Now you're up to $18. You have $2 left. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to get your royalties, which are usually about 10% or less. So 10% of your $2 is 20 cents. So <laughs> how many books do you have to sell to sell back to, to get back your $10,000 and start making anything more on it? Whereas if you do it yourself, if I if I take that same $20 book and I put it up on Amazon, Amazon takes us 40% they take they take the the eight dollars then i got to subtract the cost of printing the book let's say it's five dollars so that's now thirteen dollars so the rest of that seven dollars is mine yeah that's it so instead of 20 cents a book i'm getting eight i'm getting seven dollars a book and i can see what's going on every single day and i can and then i can say you know what this isn't this isn't selling as well and and i can even see people are clicking on the book but they're not buying the book if i put up ads or something and I can say, well, maybe I want to change the metadata, the description of the book. Uh -huh. I can do that. If I do it myself, I can do that anytime I want. It's just, you just have so much more control and you can see what's happening when you do different things. Interesting. That's my preference. Yeah. So you can basically cut out the middleman. Yeah. It's quite interesting. This whole, the whole uh, creator royalty in basically, I mean, you get, you get further up in the line in terms of the income stream. So um, yeah, interesting. So People listening to this, how can they find your books um, and uh, how can they reach out to you if they have interesting co coaching or, you know, talking about the self-published process? How can they they contact you? So you can find everything on at my website, Deborah Blaine. Um, my books are all on Amazon. You just look under Deborah Blaine Books. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> simple. Um, I also I have like a separate page on my website uh, for the very indie press. So what I did, so I have a coaching um, company, which is Resilience Coaching LLC, which is, I use that for physician coaching. And, um, and then I did a doing business as very indie press. Uh -huh. So the very indie press now publishes my books. So I have the, the little logo here. So you can go to that page, find out information. There's, there are links on there for my calendar schedule and you're welcome to book a call. It's completely free to just chat 
about what kind of book I would love to hear from from everybody you know what are you writing you know how far along are you um, just to you know kind of get excited with you about your project and then you can decide you know if there's no obligation to work together yeah. or not yeah excellent yeah thanks uh and for the audience out there uh, Dr. Blaine's resources will be in the links and show notes be sure to check out her books they're all on Amazon uh, highly rated highly reviewed be sure to follow her on, on social. And with that, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. I always love talking to you. And it's a real privilege. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.